Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen. Oh my god, it's episode 99 of oh Morgan god. Hasn't Seen. I don't How usually... Exciting. It is very exciting. I don't usually say the episode numbers on Morgan Hasn't Seen, but you know, I want to make everyone aware. Next week is the big one on this show. Episode Yay. 100 Spectacular that we'll call it. I can't it. believe... I can't believe we got to 100 episodes. It is insane. It is a little bit insane. I would just like to applaud ourselves. I mean, we'll, no, we'll do that next week. We'll applaud ourselves next week, Janine. We will, we okay. will certainly never over-compliment ourselves on anything on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. That's not what we do here. We do not blow our own trumpet. No, we are very humble here. As we continue, oh, as, as we say seen. things like that, which is funny, isn't it? But yes, if you have to say it, it it's so true. Yeah, it's like when, it's like when, it's like when people say um, men. It's like when men say, "Yeah, oh, I'm a really nice guy." It's like when you say it, means you're not. <laughs> yeah, really. If we're being honest, if you have to say it, like your actions will show that. Yeah, you so, don't have to say it. <laughs> you don't need to say it. And you shouldn't have to say it, because if you do say it, it'll come across as though you're trying too hard. Yeah. It's just the fact. <laughs> that is just the fact. Today, we have another treat for you, though, because we are ending our presidential movies series today with one hell of a double feature, Janine. Yes, very exciting. Saved the best for last. Do you think um, so? I think it was a very fun comparative view that we'll be doing today. Yeah. So. They are, of course. Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down, both from 2013, <laughs> both re- both uh, released about a month apart from each other and both the exact same movie. Essentially, yes. <laughs> There's no essentially about it. They are the exact same movie, beat for beat. Plot for plot, they're not. There's some differences. Pretty much the same movie, though, aren't they? It's hilarious when stuff like that happens. It's not happened... I feel like it's not happened since then. Yeah, it's kind of been a while since that double movie kind of situation has happened. It's, it happened a lot, like, in the 90s and early 2000s, I think. I mean, it was a pretty notable one. When it came out. But Olympus Has Fallen has spawned a little bit of a franchise. A little bit of a series. Yeah. White House Down hasn't. Which I find quite strange, actually, for reasons that we'll probably get into. Get into, for sure. In the main episode. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. A little bit of a compare and contrast on those two big-scale action movies from 2013. Before the big one, next week, episode 100 itself. Janine, there is one thing we need to do at the start of Of this show. Of course, though. And what is that? We have to say a huge thank you to our lovely patrons from our It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon, Morgan. It's Patreon shout-out day today. It is. It is Patreon shout-out day. Janine, if people want to go and support us on Patreon, where do they have to go? Obviously on Patreon, but what's there? (laughs) 
you can find us at it's a wonderful one on patreon.com we have some fun stuff happening there we have sunday live streams with our patrons you get monthly artwork i will make you a custom logo at a special tier we do fun polls fun little videos for you guys bonus content bonus content that you have a say in so please just come hang out with us support us we do some really fun things for you guys over there so check it out at it's a wonderful one on patreon.com yeah. And find the tier that's right for you. Exactly, exactly. And stuff may be being added to that Patreon in the coming couple of months as we expand into doing more things anyway with It's a Wonderful Podcast. It's going to be fun. But first off, to thank you, I would like to say a big thank you to new patron Amber Coates. Thank you, Amber. Yay. Welcome. And another fairly new patron as well. Thank you, Matthew Price. Thank you, of course, as always, to Abby Freel. And thank you, Ferris Muthana. Thank you to 90s Comics Box Janine's brother, Justin. And thank you to Video Drew. Thank you to Adelaide. And thank you, Corey Morissette. Thank you to Christina Farrell. And thank you, Heather Sabian. Thank you to Dr. Megs, Megan McCurley. And thank you, Marcus Burton. Thank you to Steve. I don't even need to say the rest. <laughs> thank you, Jake Iacoveta. Thank you, Samir Tesfai. Thank you, Patrick Harden. Thank you to Carla Feese. Thank you, Dwayne Burke. Thank you to Adam Collins. Thank you, Delisha Butler. Thank you to Oscar Romo. Thank you, Gigi. Thank you to the great Ken Knapsack. Thank you to Tom and Kimber of Odd Shape Channel. Thank you to Eric Garcia. And thank you to Billy Polahan, the best hype man in the biz. There we go. Patreon shoutouts. We love them all, Janine. They're all wonderful people. We do. We love you. Thank you so much always for your continued support of It's a Wonderful Podcast. It means a lot to us. It really does. I know I'm saying it in a weird way today, but, you know, it does. It, it does. It makes me smile inside. It makes my heart grow three sizes like the Grinch. Truly does. Every single time. Janine. Morgan. Olympus has fallen White House down. Which one do you prefer? Um, I do think I prefer White House down. Okay. I think it's more light. Okay. It's more fun. Uh, Olympus Has Fallen is a lot more gritty. Yes, I think that... So, I, I mean, where do you want to start with this? Let's go with your pick for your more favorite well, okay. one. Yeah, and then I, we can kind of get into why that is. All right. I Overall, I would... I do prefer White House down. I do. Um, there are plenty of things that I actually prefer about Olympus Has Fallen, but I just think there are more things that I enjoyed compared in White House Down. Um, okay. And it felt, I would agree with you, it felt like a more fun movie and certainly kind of a more watchable movie yeah. than Olympus Has Fallen. Olympus Has Fallen was going for a particular Thing. And obviously that, it would be wrong to say that Olympus Has Fallen hasn't been the most successful movie because it spawned a series. 
You've got yes. London Has Fallen and Angel Has Fallen. You've got a little trilogy there. Yeah, people love these movies. Gerard Butler movies. But for me, I think Gerard Butler is a main reason why I prefer White House Down. <laughs> because Gerard Butler isn't necessarily, for me, the most kind of captivating actor. I've never really loved Gerard Butler. I've appreciated what he can do as an action star, and he does it in Olympus Has Fallen pretty well. But who am I going to rather <laughs> want? Who am I going to rather want to watch? Is Channing Tatum every day? And even though Channing Tatum isn't necessarily somebody you would think of as action star, or even a great thespian. Oh no, certainly like not. Like, but in terms he's of. A- He's a, he has great physicality. He does. And I think it, but so does Gerard Butler. But I just think it's in terms of likability because they're both playing very, very, very similar roles. Yeah. But in terms of likability in those roles, Channing Tatum is way more. And there's a big reason. Obviously, he's the lead of the movie, you know, the two of them. So that's that's a big reason why I kind of preferred... White House down overall. Yeah. And I don't know. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of different <laughs> things. There's a lot of different things going on. Like I said, I don't know where necessary or what what sort of elements of each movie you want to start okay. with because I think that's so, probably the best way to go about this. Okay. So I think we have delved into this a little bit, so let's kind of elaborate on our lead action guy protagonist yeah how do we feel about Channing Tatum versus Gerard Butler why what things do we like about each what things do we not like about each Gerard Butler fits in well, I think they both fit in their movies very well Gerard Butler really fits in Olympus Has Fallen well because Olympus Has Fallen is a an R-rated movie it's a it is like you said before kind of a darker movie at times yeah. but although I think there's dark elements to White House Down, I think in some ways White House Down is actually darker than uh, than Olympus Has Fallen. But Olympus Has yeah. Fallen, uh, it succeeds with its R rating and it benefits from it. It benefits yes. from its R rating. It benefits from the blood that you can see and the violence that you can see. It makes it feel more visceral and it makes it feel more intense than and I think, White House Down. And Gerard Butler yeah. works in that because he's more of a intense, visceral, kind physical of, yeah. person in terms of and, his fighting and his violence than Channing Tatum is. Yeah, he's much more lighter and kind of fights because he has to. Yeah. Um, and kind of is hesitant about doing things but goes in anyway because he knows it's what's right. That's kind of how they establish him. Whereas Gerard Butler, like, he's been trained for this. This is what he does. Um, so, he, you know, he, there's not really any hesitation in anything no. he does. But we do see the hesitation here and there from Channing Tatum's character. Um, they both are kind of dealing with some guilt. They are. I think Gerard Butler's guilt kind of plotline is definitely stronger, you know. Um, Certainly, because it's, it's way more kind of... It, it feel his guilt is kind of reasonable. Yeah, whereas Channing's guilt is more just not being the best father he could be to yeah. his child. Um, whereas Gerard's guilt is more from the fact that, you know, he saved the president and 
he feels guilty for the wife dying and you know yeah that's that's it, that, it that's a, his backstory isn't it that's Gerard yes. Butler's backstory Mike Banning Mike I think Banning is his name. so he he has taken off the president's service and years kind of pass and he kind of doesn't really talk to any of those people anymore because he feels kind of this whole guilt and shame. He's kind of disconnected from his wife. They don't really yeah. do much together because he just feels his guilt in his everyday. Sometimes, like we see a moment of him just thinking about that day of, you know, yeah. saving the president and like letting his wife die, essentially. It was a car but, accident, you know, wasn't it? Where, car where accident, the, yeah. the car was sort of teetering over a bridge. And there was only time to save one to save person. Yeah. He saves President Two-Face instead <laughs> of First Lady Ashley Judd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's struggling through a lot. And so I think it's a kind of a big arc for him to end up going and being the lone person to save this president. Yeah. After kind of being taken off his service and kind of being shunned in a way to kind of come back and prove himself and, and all of that. So uh, I, I liked that story point. I liked that build. I liked that background of that character. Um, There's a lot of inner strength in Mike Banning as well. Yeah. You can yeah. tell that. And Gerard Butler does that well. He always does that sort of stuff well. You can always tell there's some sort of inner pain in his characters. It's weird because you think of Gerard Butler in Phantom of the Opera and that's what Phantom of the Opera is. Phantom of the, the, Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, is literally the embodiment of inner pain. And, yeah. oh God, please love me, I'm so horrendously ugly. This is... But nobody likes Gerard Butler as the Phantom of the Opera because <laughs> it just feels silly. Yes, it's kind of growling, singing, and uh, it's nonsense. All of that, but Gerard Butler, <laughs> credit to him, does. You can see why he was cast. Convey that. You can see why yeah. he was cast because he is good at doing that. He's got these. He's got the eyes that really feel a, a very, very painful. There's a lot of pain in his eyes. There really is. He's good at it. It's his shtick. I would consider it his shtick. But there's a reason that things are certain people's shticks, it's because they are generally good at them. Yeah. Jared Butler's good I, at that. I think their drive being different also kind of adds things to their movies in different ways. Like uh, Gerard Butler's character just kind of being very determined and having no hesitation to do some terrible things. No, and, like, some really nasty terrible things. Ways. Um, and that being kind of how he gets things done, because he's kind of a machine, he's kind of a monster you yeah. know, in that way. He's a beast in that way to just kind of go in there and do whatever he has to do. Um, but I think for Channing's character, um, what's his name? Kale. Kale. His first name? Kale. And he's just known as <laughs> Kale, isn't he? Is it John Kale? John Kale. Um, he has hesitation in doing things, but he does it anyway. You know, he knows it's it's going to be hard or scary or rough, but he does it anyway. So I think that side of his determination is endearing for him and in that movie. Yeah, they both do things because they are the quote-unquote right things to do. Yeah. But Gerard Butler's, say, you know, saving the president or attempting to save the president because he's trying to... Um, rectify past mistakes yeah Channing Tatum's trying to save the president because he's really trying to save his daughter 
Yeah. So in that way, he's trying to rectify past mistakes as well, in the sense that he's just trying to show that he's a good father. Now, in terms of the seriousness level of these two things, the more serious is Jared Butler's case, but that is a more serious movie. Yeah. It's a less kind of... And in that way, it's a less heartfelt movie than White House Down. White House Down, I think, is a more emotional movie and a more kind of... I don't know if it's emotionally manipulative more, but it probably is because it's Roland Emmerich and it likes to be a little bit over dramatic and a little bit and over, over patriotic. And <laughs> yes. Yeah, but the patriot the patriotism comes with these. I didn't find any of them too over patriotic. I was Even... worried how you were going to feel about the flag waving on the lawn. <laughs> no, I, I actually really appreciated that. I actually okay. really liked that. I mean, okay. I think it was to be honest. I think it was because it was the presidential flag and not the U.S. flag. But the you know in both movies I think the um, at the at the end of them re uh, what what's the word re put a flag up what's the word what's the word <laughs> I'm trying to think of I mean just raising the flag raising raising <laughs> they re raise the flag don't they re putting I don't know what the word the was. I didn't know what the word was but that's what I mean yes so that's a that's a a patriotic act but no it's not like a, it's not there's no intense patriotism in these movies i don't feel that there's an intense patriotism in this in these movies i feel like there is an intense save our important people which makes more sense to me than just kind of weird that there's absolutely no stubborn pig-headed we're the best ness about these movies which roland emmerich's independence day does have because oh my god you are not the best in this situation the aliens are clearly the best you just somehow managed to win with weird ass randy quaid Yes. And Will Smith. And of course, you, that makes you better than all the other countries as well, that you yeah. help them figure it out. Yeah. Um, Nonsense. Uh, but yeah, like surprisingly, with Roland Emmerich doing Independence Day and not having it be overly patriotic, I was kind of worried you were going to get that vibe from it. But so did I when I re- so did I when I first found out it was Roland Emmerich, which I only found out during the opening credits. I had no idea it was a Roland that. Emmerich movie. I was looking forward to White House Down until I saw his name. Thankfully, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't Independence Day 2. We don't even talk <laughs> about Independence Electric Day Googling. 2, do we? Because Independence Day 2 d- does actually yeah, it, exist. It, does, it didn't know? happen. No, it doesn't. It sure does not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's safe to say we liked both our protagonists. They both yeah. kind of had similar things dealing with guilt, dealing with maybe being shamed in their profession you know john kale is in doing an interview to be secret service but he does kind of get shamed for his background and his education and things like that to not get the job what is he originally a a capital policeman yeah so he works for he's like the special um like service to the speaker of the house yeah so so it's, it's to be fair it's not that far down from being a secret service member is he exactly so he's still got pretty good you know, he's still got pretty good experience and pretty good credentials. Yeah. But and the he fought. He was in the, you know, the army for years, for yeah. three or four years or something like that. And he saved somebody and that's how he was able to get that I mean, service job. No, for, he's um, not like he's not like Mike Banning that used to be the actual right hand security man. 
to of the president, the yeah. president, and left because of Box the reason we've talked that. about. Yeah, the the boxing yeah. seemed a little bit kind of does. Does the president box? Imagine the former president boxing, Janine. And I imagine, and I say the former president, as in the president we've just had. Imagine, imagine that man boxing with no, his head of security. Yeah, no, ah. no. It no. would be like uh, when Happy Hogan and uh, Black Widow were it would. boxing. Exactly in what it would too. be like. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, oh, for God's sake. Um, so yeah, I think it's safe to say we did like both of the protagonists in each of these films. They both do have kind of different, um, styles in terms of what they're trying to accomplish, how they accomplish things, how they go about it. But both you can kind of get behind. Tatum, Tatum feels more like a John McClane everyman. Yes, more endearing, I think. Yeah. Because, you know... He's also wearing a white vest, which... You know, yeah, exactly. He's doing the dirty wife beater that gets more dirty throughout the He is. Um, I think he is a bit more endearing just because we do see him trying with his daughter. We do see him hesitate to do things, but do them anyway because he knows it's right. Um, you know, we do kind of relate to him because he's not getting this job because of his background and like not doing so great in school and things that real people have to kind yeah. of deal with. Um, he's also naturally funny as well. And yeah. that that comes from Channing Tatum when you compare him to Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler's not the funniest person in the world, is he really? I always feel like Gerard Butler's not funny at all. He's just good at this kind of, what I've said, he's good at this these serious action movies where he shows a lot of pain. Yeah. He's I not he, necessarily he's, comedic, he, but Channing yeah. is. And it, it feels just like natural. It's not like him trying to be funny. No. He's just saying things that like you would say around your friends, like when he's like giving his daughter the envelope and she's like, what's in here? And he's like, a pony. I don't know. Just open it. Yeah. Like that's something anybody, one of, one of us would say. Um, so I think Channing's lead guy is more, I think, endearing. But you can definitely get behind both of them. Yeah. So we can move on to the presidents in presidents each movie. themselves. Yes. Okay. Which president do you prefer? So do you want <laughs> do you want your smooth talking, uh, physical Jamie Fox? Because to be fair to Jamie Fox, he puts on his. He puts on his big trainers and he, he runs around. He he does a lot of uh, does a lot of action. Does way more action than hard hard uh, rugged Aaron Eckhart does. Yeah, and like it does come come out to be a bit of a buddy cop movie in some ways bit. at certain points in the film. Um, and so our Jamie Foxx president is a black president, so that kind of leads into our protagonist being very far right. <laughs> Um, people who you know are yeah racist. the the, um, the 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 villains the villains the the antagonists yes, yes. so we'll, um, we'll look at to, to that um so black president there's a lot of things that come through that show how much he enjoys American history and presidential history yeah um so like I liked that about him um you know, I think they go through this whole thing of showing him he's in the process of trying to make this peace treaty happen. Yeah. Um, he's a... Jamie Foxx feels like a... If he's like a peace-wanting a peace wanting president. Yes. Not to say that Aaron Eckhart doesn't, but Aaron Eckhart certainly feels... And I feel like this is just... 
Aaron Eckhart's face and Aaron Eckhart's acting style and his kind of, you know, the way he carries himself. And maybe this is completely, I mean, it's directed by Antoine Fuqua. He's in it, Olympus Has Fallen. So mm-hmm. maybe this is just his, uh, you know, direction that he's been, that Aaron Eckhart's been given. Or maybe it's the opening scene of them boxing together. But Aaron Eckhart, President Aaron Eckhart, certainly feels more kind of like one of the presidents that have been like a former general or something like that in the army, like an Eisenhower or something mm-hmm. like that. He feels like he... Jamie Foxx never feels like he'd shout at anyone. Aaron Eckhart feels like he'd do nothing but shout at people. Yeah. Um, both would both seem like they would get the job done, but Aaron Eckhart feels more... It seems more tough, more... Tough yeah, and... Assertive. Certainly assertive, but also more kind of violent in a way. Like, Jamie Foxx is definitely wanting more peaceful, peace more, and wanting... Yeah. And Jamie Foxx never would want to do the kind of things that ends up happening or ends up nearly happening in the movie he's in. Um, President Sawyer, I think he's called, as in Egypt, President Jamie Foxx. Um, But President Jamie Foxx wouldn't... It would be incredibly reluctant to call any sort of violent act... Whereas I feel like President Aaron Eckhart would, would not would almost want to do it because nobody really wants to do it unless you're some sort of maniac. And Aaron Eckhart <laughs> certainly doesn't come across as a maniac. Yeah. But I feel like there'd be less, um, there'd be less guilt. I feel like he definitely cares about the job more than the people, if you know what I mean. Like. He knows the position of president is a position of power. Yeah. Jamie Foxx feels like he knows the position of president is a position of leader rather than a... And honor because of just, you know, all the things he he kind of mentions when he's always bringing up other presidents and... I think there's the um, difference. I think think Jamie Foxx comes across as a honorable, peaceful... And this is not to say that they are not the two... And they are not interchangeable in this in this way, but Jamie Foxx first and foremost comes across as honourable and peaceful, and a very very good speaker, yeah, and a real diplomat. Aaron Eckhart comes across as a no nonsense, get the job done, straightforward, not really thinking about it a great deal of ramifications, um, but tough, assertive, and both are good types of leaders in certain different situations. And I think both are good types of leaders in their world that they are in. And I think they're both also really, I think they set them up to be pretty selfless as well. Certainly, Um, they are both very... with Aaron Eckhart president, he think he's President Asher. Yeah. He is in a situation where he's in his bunker with the terrorists and he, you know, with his staff and they're all tied up and they all need to give these codes. And 
you know, they take each one and beat the shit out of them until they get the codes. Yeah. And they are like loyal to their president, loyal to their country. They are not going to say these codes. But he knows he's the last code. And if they don't get his, then they don't have it. So to prevent his people from getting injured further, he just orders them to tell tell the codes to stop them from getting hurt. Yeah, certainly um, they are because both. Because he knows by the end of it, he will hold out long as long as he has to by death or whatever. Yeah. Um, to just prevent his people from getting hurt. And then we also see that with um, President Sawyer, Jimmy Fox's president, where um, he has an opportunity to get away to get to safety, but he sees that Channing Tatum's daughter is now taken captive. So he ultimately goes in there to, you know, say, take me instead, let her go kind of situation. Uh, so I like that they do set them up to be both selfless people who aren't going to be kind of running off and hiding you know, while their people suffer, like they're going to do what they need to, to help protect their people if they can. So I liked, you know, that setup, but I do agree definitely with, I think, and it just plays into the ratings of these movies. You know, Olympus has fallen is more gritty. So you're going to have a more tough president who's going to be fighting back and shouting and more, you know, assertive in that way. And, White House Down is more light, so you're going to have a president who's more about peace and more thoughtful and maybe a little bit funny and, uh, yeah, you know, because he's definitely kind of funny, ready cause... to shine. It's kind of, he's not going to be throwing insults in defense of the people he cares about. He's going to be trying to talk it out yeah. and understand um, when he's kind of trying to relate to the villains in his movie. He's trying to sympathize and understand and get to the bottom of why are you doing this? And talking it through, whereas Aaron Eckhart is, you know, we don't negotiate with you. How could you do this? You're a coward. That kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it just plays to what these movies have kind of set up. It's, it's again, like our lead protagonist. The, pre- the presidents both have similar attributes, but they go about them in the ways that fit in their movies better. They do. They do. They, they both fit perfectly in the movies. There's nothing about either movie that doesn't feel that feel there's nothing about either movie that feels like it should be in the other movie. Yeah. They fit perfectly in their own movies. They really do. Um, but they're just kind of like these, um, uh, like some, a little slightly differing versions of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it would sum it up quite well. If, you were to say something like, President Jamie Foxx will be a terrible wartime president. President Aaron Eckhart will be a terrible peacetime president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see And they'd, that. Bo- they'd, both sure. be, they'd both be phenomenal. You know, Jamie Foxx would be a phenomenal peacetime president and Aaron Eckhart would be a phenomenal wartime president. If Aaron Eckhart, if President Aaron Eckhart was waging a war, he ain't going to lose that war. There's not a chance he's losing that yeah. war. But like if President Jamie Foxx was waging a war, you could see him not wanting to do certain things that might be needed to win the war. Yeah. But then if President uh, President Aaron Eckhart wouldn't be... I feel like he wouldn't be satisfied with peace and he'd want some sort of action. Conflict, something you to know, deal with. He'd want something, something to, to do. Because yeah. he's, he's very... <laughs> and Jamie Foxx is just kind of like, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. But and this comes across actually in those two actors anyway, I feel anyway. I always feel like Jamie Foxx is a very 
Well, I don't know what the word is. Not not necessarily happy-go-lucky, but kind of... Chill. Chill. Charismatic, yeah. Chill. Um, so before we move on to our villains, how do you feel about the relationship between our lead and the president in both movies? Well, I like that there's obviously history between Mike Banning and President Aronet Cart. Yeah. Um, and it feels like... It, uh, the handshake at the end when Mike's brought back into the Secret Service yeah. feels very impactful. It does, yeah. and it's a tiny moment. It's a small moment. But the fact that it's almost because it's a, it's a less emotional movie that the emotion that's in there feels more it's impactful, which yeah. you've got to give credit to the movie for that and give credit to Antoine Fuqua and everybody involved for creating a movie where the somewhat lack of emotion throughout of it means the more subtle emotional aspects of it are, are more kind of intensified. Yeah. Um, White House Down is all about dramatic emotion and has dramatic emotion when somebody's walking from a room to another room. It can't help itself for being a little <laughs> bit over dramatic at all points. Yeah. Um so it, the emotion isn't as impactful as much as it is expected in that yeah, movie. Yeah, you get kind of moments of them bonding over their daughters and yeah. kind of wanting to help each other out and you know Where um, White House Down is more subtle in its impact is with its darkness sometimes, yeah. which is a good bit of contrast there between the two of them. They're both subtle in the opposite ways yeah. to each other um and the and they both work for that i think the reason we opened by saying that we kind of prefer white house down is simply because it's a little bit of a lighter watch it's pg-13 yeah. or a 12 in britain um so there's less grit and violence even though there's vi there's obviously violence there's obviously considerable yeah. violence but there's less blood and like there's there's one scene in Olympus Has Fallen where Gerard Butler literally stabs a man in the throat. Yeah. And you and you see that you see it. You you see it fall. It's nasty. It is. Yeah, you see people getting riddled with bullet holes. It's very, yeah. very bloody and violent. Um But there ain't none of that uh, in White House Down. Even no, though it's just even light. though there's like way more explosions. Yes, there's more stranglings, I think. <laughs> there is strangling. There is a lot of stranglings in White House Down, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think because of the history, I think I prefer maybe the relationship between Mike and President Asher yeah. more. Just because, like you said, that last kind of final um, handshake did kind of have a big impact. It did. And uh, like, I think it was really great setting up that relationship between him and the first kid. Um, you know, he was... Not like Sinbad. Yeah, <laughs> I think they <laughs> kind of became as close as him and Sinbad by the end. But, you know, like that they did kind of like this fun little Secret Service training with him and having him go over like you yeah. know, their protocols and they were really close in that way. So then at the, that point when he's having to find him through all this chaos, you know, all of those scenes had a lot of impact. Um, 
kind of leading up to him redeeming himself at the end. So I do, because of kind of his more history with the president, you know, you see them boxing together, them actually being genuine friends, you know, him commenting on the first lady's earrings. Yeah. Um, because that that's the kind of relationship they have. There's definitely um, a friendship. Yes. Um, you know, by the end when, you know, I think he gets shot, the president gets shot and he's kind of trying to help him. He's calling him by his first name. He's calling yeah. him Ben. You know, all of that felt very impactful. All of that um, felt very significant. Whereas I think there was a really fun friendship built up between Channing and uh, President Sawyer throughout the movie. We got that really fun kind of buddy cop vibe by the end. He's telling him, you know, I'm not going anywhere without my secret service. Like yeah. that was kind of a great emotional thing and it as does, well. It, it, it ends in the same kind of acceptance way. Whereas like... Okay, guy. Accepted way. You come yeah. to my team, in obviously You've proven in, yourself a hundred times exactly. over. Um, in Jared so, yeah, Butler's case, it's, it's very... obviously coming back onto my team. In Channing Tatum's, it's obviously like you failed your interview, but screw your interview. Come on, look what you just on, did. You're my right um, hand man. Yeah. Um, so I like that they kind of built this relationship throughout the movie. But I feel like the history kind of won out yeah. a little bit more for me in terms of that kind of relationship. I I, um, I I would agree. I would agree. And certainly because that kind of ending of White House Down in the context of its movie is very expected. Like, I could have perfectly believed at the end of Olympus Has Fallen, Gerard Butler doing the job. Would be at, and, and would be and, asked to return. no. No, what what I could believe was that would that be, I can't get my words out at all. <laughs> what I could what I could have seen happening at the end of Olympus Has Fallen is Gerard Butler doing the job, having done the job, go back home. Okay, and like not, not doing come it for any in. kind of reward, not doing any in it for any recognition. So the fact he does get recognition does bring that impact. Uh, Whereas gotcha. I entirely expected it to happen in White House Down. Because he was originally because rejected. Of, <laughs> because he was originally rejected, but simply because of the type of movie it was. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like I like that thought process. Sorry, I couldn't um, get my words out at all. I was <laughs> stuttering all over. That was the a place. great that was a great point though. Um Worth worth the stuttering to get that great point across. Stuttering um, like I'm not going to say that. That would be. I was going to say stuttering like the current president, but that would be offensive. Yes, it would. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Likewise, to be fair, Joe couldn't see you boxing. No, I could see him boxing. You see Joe Biden um, boxing maybe I thirty years ago because he. You know, I think a lot of people have made this comparison that he's kind of he kind of gives off old Captain America vibes. So he does. He gives off he old Steve Rogers vibes for sure, and I feel like they oh, made now I can did see that it. on purpose. Now I can and see. And speaking it. of lookalikes, who was that Mike Pence looking <laughs> <laughs> in Olympus Has Fallen? Who was Aaron Eckhart's vice president? That was a Mike Pence looking fool in Olympus Has Fallen. That was, and he was the vice oh, president. Like what? <laughs> what? There was. Go back and watch Olympus Has Fallen. There's literally a dude in there who is the vice president, and he's like a Mike Pence stunt double. <laughs> he looked exactly like Mike Pence. He it's did. Hilarious. <laughs> he did. I mean, um, is there is there is there other lookalikes in these movies? 
Does Richard Jenkins in White House Down or does Richard Jenkins not look a little bit like Rudy Giuliani? I mean, considering where he ends up in that movie, I, I definitely got that sensibility. There's a, li- there's a little bit see, of that. <laughs> I could see Rudy Giuliani having that ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, I definitely. can see him having... Definitely. I what is him. that tune? I think it's like the dating game, that old it's 70s game. show. I know it's a game show. I think it's the dating one. Oh. <laughs> I want to say it's the dating okay. game show. Because if you think back to Shrek, is that the music they played when he was oh. having... <laughs> no, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's the theme music to the dating game game show where you, you know, are behind a wall and you have to pick the three dates type situation from the 70s i want to say that's what that music is somebody will know it was funny but yeah the way that 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 ringtone kind of put came back was yeah was was good was good i did like that and and every time i watch this movie i have that stupid ringtone in my head all day it's a catchy song it's a catchy song now that you've said joe biden looks like old steve rogers though I can entirely buy him in a boxing ring. Fair play, see, Joe. See, see. Fair play, Joe, um, for looking like old Steve Rogers. Well done. Exactly. So let's get into our villains. Sorry now. for insulting you before. Our terrorists. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, if this were early '90s or '80s, they would be Russian. Well, yes, they would. But as it's post, um, well, weirdly, weirdly, Janine. I mean, if this was 2006, they would be uh, general Middle Eastern people of no discernible yes, that area. Too. <laughs> but we don't even get that. We're, we're no. past that at this point. We're, we're, yes. We're past the post-9-11. We're in the post-9-11. Oh, no, we're not the post-9-11. We're past the post-9-11 time Re- yes. of US villains in, in movies. To the North Koreans yes, in Olympus so we, Has Fallen, and more impressively, right. <laughs> mo- way more impressively, I thought, I, as much as you can, not, I'm not going to say like the villains, obviously, but appreciated the fact that these people were the villains in White House Down, you actually get domestic terrorists. The terrorists, yes. In White House Down. Far right extremist groups. Is what you get in a, in a White yeah, House. There's like down. a mix of them, though, isn't there? There's some like some that are far right extremists, some that are kind of um, want revenge, personal. You know, have yeah, personal they worked vendettas. for the they worked for the U.S. government and they did terrible things for the U.S. government and now have, you know, yeah. built up some kind of vendetta and want you know, vengeance. But then in Olympus has fallen. It's kind of simple faceless north koreans which seems a little bit simple for me even yeah. though even though i i legitimately do appreciate that you know uh, uh, attacking america movies have moved have moved on from move past from the saudi arabia or iraq or russian <laughs> or russian era. i mean we all we, the thing is with the us and the the the, the cold war lasted for so long that we started to like the Russian villains at the end. Yeah. <laughs> we 
people love Drago. Truly. He was Rocky IV. Rocky IV, actually, <laughs> is the sappiest Cold War we've figured it out movie of all time. Yeah. It's the most nonsense thing ever. But people really like Drago. Like, he's the he's a big villain. He ain't personified as anybody good in that movie. In the slightest. Yeah. But people like him. People don't like... What was his name? Kang. Which seems weird, doesn't it? I thought Kang was a Marvel character. Kang the North Korean in Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. Or goddamn James Woods in oh my White House Down. Which yes. I really appreciated, actually. Like, I know like James Woods is kind of terrible, but James Woods is a good actor. And his motives were just kind of scary. Like, you do something to a man like this and take away his son in a way that, like, really, you don't have any control over. No. But the fact that he can just put the, all that blame on his country, on his president. Um, it's to, believable. To is believable. And to do something like that, like, I absolutely kind of love and am terrified at the scene of his wife yeah. when they call her in to convince him to not do this. And when he tells her, I'm doing it for our son. She's like, you're doing this for Kevin. You're doing this for him. Well, do whatever you need to do. You know, like, that's terrifying. And everybody, I everybody around, you've got Maggie Gyllenhaal in there. And yes. Uh, Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick with his in phenomenal oh, I presence. Oh, I love Lance Reddick so much. He needs to do more stuff. I love him. Um, but yeah, like, and the fact that he's kind of like going into this, like a suicide mission. Like, I think yeah. he's already kind of dying of cancer. Yeah, or he's got, what do they say, a golf ball sized brain tumor or something yes. horrendous like that. And like, just the, like, and then you kind of go back to that first scene where he leaves his house and he's just like, says to his wife, I love you very much. And then he just leaves yeah. because she knows kind of this is probably going to be the last day she sees him. And he just goes into this suicide mission. I'm going to die anyway. So what does it matter? So that is kind of terrifying to have that be uh, who was the head of the Secret Service for 20 something years yeah. or whatever. Um, so to see that happening with people that are so deep on the inside. So, you know, we can make jokes about the extremely shitty vetting process. Oh, my God. <laughs> that happened with these two movies. But at least... White House Down was more believable because it was someone who was disgruntled, who had worked and was trusted for over 20 something years in the Secret Service. Ooh. So it would it would make sense that he could formulate a more plausible plan and nobody would be the wiser because of who he is and how he's respected and all of that. It is always scarier. And it is all it will, in terms of any movie or real life or whatever it is, when yeah, I suppose it goes back to uh, when a stranger calls, the killer is inside the house. Yes. It's always scarier when the villain is right next to you. Yes, I think not, that's why. Not faceless Russia or faceless Germany and Nazi Germany or faceless. If it's somebody you know, somebody Iraq. who's in your house, somebody who's in your country. Yeah, yeah. Or faceless. Uh, North Korea, as it was in Olympus Has Fallen, because there wasn't really any reason for that other than it was just, oh, North Korea's here, being 
what we assume North Korea to be. Yeah. That was that. Was that. Okay, they're, they're kind of... They were, they were villains, and they were impressive villains, because they did the job well. It was clearly a very, very well-planned operation. But there's no sympathy there. there there's was nothing n- there to was... simply... You're just like, they're just faceless, kind of like, That's whatever, a, okay. Exactly. Antagonists. Um, they're the, like, when those movies no do depth. those mindless you know drone villains that you just like made out of rocks yeah. or you know no <laughs> there was no, no depth to exactly there was no depth and there was no there was no reasonable backstory no. for the north koreans in olympus has fallen the the domestic terrorists in white house down had so much more emotional impact. Yes, they, entirely... they had motives. They had vendettas. They had, you know, James Wood's whole plan, like yeah. the reasons behind it. Um, entirely believable. And, like I said before, much scarier. Yes. And Which I is think that's why like... people don't like to admit that sometimes the real problems are right next to you. <laughs> Exactly. Not in some I mean, random I don't place think elsewhere. We can, I don't think we can get away from that excuse now. I mean, after January 6th, I think that's why that was so terrifying exactly. and horrible because it happened from people of this country. It was domestic. It wasn't a foreign entity coming in. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't and trying it wasn't to destroy us. Doing it was it. It wasn't the Spanish or the French or the Russians or the Chinese. Or the no. Nigerians, or the Brazilians, or the Mexicans, or the Canadians. God bless if the Canadians did it. Could you imagine <laughs> the Canadians doing it? <laughs> it was Americans attacking America. So that is terrifying. So I feel like, yes, all the security blunders of not vetting your people, because I think it just seemed kind of far-fetched that the South Korean prime minister wouldn't do more research on his whole like his head of secret service and all of that because all of his people were north korean terrorists (laughs) you'd be pretty concerned especially if you were south korea you would be pretty concerned if your if the south korean president didn't realize that his entire main staff of security (laughs) were actually north korean yes and not just like regular north korean people but north korean extremists (laughs) Like how how do you not go Idiots. through that process? Because even when they were trying idiocy. to do facial recognition and research this guy, they couldn't find anything. So if the US government can't find anything, when you vetted this guy, how did you not like nothing came up and you were like, okay, nothing's coming up on this guy, something's off. Like how do you not Because they've gone nothing's come up on this guy. He's fine. He must be perfectly like, fine. He doesn't Yes. Have anything he doesn't have a driver's license he doesn't have a, a, a passport or a you know a... he doesn't have a mother like what is that like what? this guy doesn't exist we're not having him as the head of our secret service no apparently south korea's prime minister is just like get him in he looks good. no he's 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 great um he had diamonds not, in his face and he's in not great james bond movie <laughs> <laughs> He's not great. He was the villain in Die Another Day, so he's perfect. Was he? Uh, yes. Was he really? He had, he had diamonds in his face. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, that just seemed very plausible and faceless. So, while that did help us kind of focus on 
Mike banning more yeah. and just him kind of doing his mission, which is the thing you kind of do want to focus on. That's kind of what made you focus on that. And we did get a little bit of kind of insider betrayal with Dylan McDermott's character. True. We don't see also, Dylan McDermott enough. Where's Dylan McDermott gone? I know. I like Dylan McDermott. I don't like him in this movie. He's a traitor. Yeah, so he was kind of like first kind of secret service with Mike Banning, I think, back in the day when yeah. the, when the first lady died. And he ultimately is just fed up with what the way of the world has been kind of brainwashed by these North Korean terrorists. So he ends up working with them. And that, that's kind of what also helps get them in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just the fact that the South Korean prime minister had all of these people be his secret service without any kind of, um, you know process stalling these people to be part of a service seemed kind yeah. of crazy um but the domestic terrorists in white house down did seem scarier there was more kind of things you could actually sympathize with yeah. um and the fact that they were just you know at home american terrorists you know it was just a really kind of smart i think an intense kind of plot point and it also kind of leads you to this second kind of ending which i thought was a nice kind of surprise in on first watch like how did you feel about that richard jenkins ultimately being involved kind of twist that happens yeah it was i didn't see it but i never see twists coming anyway yeah but so i, I mean for someone didn't. who doesn't look for those things or put those things together but to have it, you think everything's kind of done and resolved. Yeah. But then you hear Channing Tatum say the president's dead and you kind of know the president's not dead. Well, so what is happening from, here? It comes from that one dude that Maggie Gyllenhaal was speaking to, was didn't it? Where when everything's kind of sorted out. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the whole airstrike has been called off. There's no problem anymore you know everybody's been found out to be who they are everybody every reasonable person's been gotten rid of you know not reasonable person every um reasonable person that should have been gotten rid of has been gotten rid of yeah. um everything looks okay and then that one dude who maggie gyllenhaal kind of spoke to and we've forgotten about for half an hour then he comes back and says Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, I've got this thing that you asked for half an hour ago yeah. that we've all forgotten about, but I've not. I'm here. It's like, you want to read this? You're just like, oh, okay. There must be something else going on here. Yeah. And yeah, um, James Woods is actually also working with Richard Jenkins because at this point, Richard Jenkins, who's the speaker? Yes. So they've, the some, they've engineered the death of the vice president on Air Force One or yeah. Air Force Two, I guess. And he ends up dying on a plane. So now power drops to Richard Jenkins and he calls for this airstrike and all of this stuff. And very aggressive, working... very aggressive tactics from Richard Jenkins throughout this movie. Yes. To be honest, unbelievably. Without somebody kind that of looks even like Richard it. Jenkins, Richard Jenkins looks like a very... I just want to sit down and have a cup of tea and read a book kind of person, doesn't he? Yeah, does not, not a seem... plotting, scheming, no. you know, U.S. terrorist. I can believe it from James Woods. We know what James Woods is like. Yeah, so I do. I did always appreciate that kind of last because you think that kind of everything's resolved. And then it is exposed that like, you know, 
he uses a pager. The only other person I've seen use a pager is you. Mm. So what's going on with that? And then they call the number and then you just hear. You're gonna have, you are going like... to have that in everybody's head. <laughs> Everybody is just going to have that in the head. Nobody will thank you for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I really appreciated that kind of last minute twist yeah. that you weren't kind of expecting. You kind of thought it was all done and resolved. Um, did you think it was a little bit corny, the the watch, the Lincoln watch saving Jamie Foxx president's life? It, or did you think it was a nice sentimental touch? It worked in its movie. If that if something like that was in Olympus Has Fallen, I'd be like... It would have felt kind of forced. What? Know? No. I'm not having that. I'm not having that at all. But in the over-dramatized Roland Emmerich movie, it works perfectly. It's the kind of nonsense you want in there. And it's not nonsense, yeah. because something like that could happen. We've seen stuff like that happen in many movies. You know, oh, the it just so happened that the bullet hit me right where I put this hip flask before. <laughs> 45 minutes ago that I've forgotten about until this point. Do you remember this, viewer? He's just like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Doesn't it does it not happen in Lord of the Rings The Fellowship of the Ring? Oh dear, Frodo's got stabbed. Oh no wait, he's wearing his mithril that we've yes. forgotten about until this point. Yes. So, um I do think that this movie does while it is very similar to Olympus Has Fallen, I do think they do pull a lot from Die Hard. I mean, they do pull a lot um, from Die Hard. It's the kind it's of single man hard. running around doing things, particularly to save a female character in his it life. Is very, very Die Hard. Um, the wife beater, of course. Um, the, the you know, hacker. I think the president. The president is kind of like his Carl Winslow. <laughs> if you think about it, little bit, <laughs> little, bit. little bit. Um, we do get, um, a, a, a eccentric hacker. Yeah. Wearing a <laughs> turtleneck know? played yes. by Jimmy Simpson in this movie. I like Jimmy Simpson. I would, I would call the, the tour guide, Ar- Argyle. <laughs> the tour guide, I actually really like the tour guide. I love, yes. I love how constantly whenever the tour guide comes up, he's just way more, he doesn't even care about the people. He's just way more interested in the in the terrorists not damaging the artifacts of the White House because he's yes. so precious over these artifacts of the White House and he's giving all his spiel about the how each thing is priceless and please don't destroy it. And oh my God, you've destroyed this vase from the Qing dynasty that was a gift from Queen Elizabeth II. It's it's irreplaceable. And the far-right extremist man with the moustache is just like... I think at that point he also breaks a lamp next to yeah, it. Yeah, he just doesn't because care. Because he just doesn't yeah. care. But he's so into... He's so... Bless him. He's so into protecting the artifacts. He ultimately beats somebody up with a clock. And he like does. Just spouts out where it's from. Like a German, a German Empire clock, I think it was. Yes. Um, so... But I, he, I mean, to be fair, would... <laughs> that German Empire clock was a big blunt object and it didn't look like it broke or dented when he beat somebody up with it. So he must have realised 
exactly what the clock was made out of and he must have known that he wouldn't damage the artifact if he beat it up with it because god help us all if the tour guide would have damaged one of his anything yeah so i definitely would call him the argyle yeah okay (laughs) of this film um it is yeah, very diehard. It is very die. It might be more diehard than Olympus yeah, than has Olympus fa- has fallen. fallen. Yeah. And I don't mean like that Olympus has fallen is like diehard. I mean like White House Down obviously is compared all the time to Olympus has fallen. But maybe we should be looking at comparing it more to diehard. Yeah, and we do get kind of a false ending. Like you do kind of think everything's resolved, you know, yeah. until and then we get the second kind of ending with Richard Jenkins being the actual villain whereas you know we think everything's resolved and then a german survived and comes out with his gun and oh my god (laughs) well i mean i don't think richard jenkins is kind of the puppet master of it all i think james woods is definitely the puppet master of it all yeah but i'm saying richard jenkins is in on it when we didn't know it's not like yes. a big reveal i'm the god of time is it it's not like that but I'm saying, you know, the villain that does kind of rise up that we weren't expecting at the end of Die Hard wasn't the lead. He he came True. out after yeah. the main True. villain who mastermind already died, just like Die Hard. True, very true. You know, so. Very yeah. true, very true. I think the actual ensemble cast in White House Down is also better. I barely remembered Morgan Freeman was in Olympus Has Fallen. And Angela Bassett with that and Angela very Bassett with, oh ill-fitting, God. terrible wig that they put on Ridiculous her. Ridiculous hairstyle. Beautiful woman, and that wig was not I, the look. I recall a similar type of nonsense wig being put on Alfrey Woodard in a movie we've done for this very show in the past. <laughs> yes. And it looked horrific. So bad. It was equally... How are they going to do these black women dirty like that? They do, they do. And I don't know why, but oh my God, did they do Angela Bassett dirty with that hair in this movie. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, I I definitely think the ensemble is more memorable, you know. In in White House Down, it is. Because you've got got Channing Tatum, you've got his daughter who's like in The Conjuring. And in other stuff, was she in? The... She was in. She was in Crazy Stupid Love. She was. She's in those she kissing crazy booth stupid movies. Love in, the, in the Netflix <laughs> kissing booth movie. She was definitely in The Conjuring. Um, she's a good actor. She's yeah. a good actor. She will do more things. Definitely. Jamie, is her name Jamie King? I think. Oh, I, I, I couldn't. Zoe. Zoe. Zoe King. Zoe King. She has a sister, I think, and her name is that. Is. Might be. I might be. I might be getting it yeah. wrong. But you've got. Obviously, Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx and Maggie Gyllenhaal and James James Woods. Like I said, think Joey what, King. Joey so King. Zoe. We were, we were close. Zoe and Jamie. So I think we, our combination was was close. Jamie Foxx is the Jamie in that movie. <laughs> yes. Um. Who? What was that? What was I going to say As, about James Woods? Say what you will about James Woods, and we know what James Woods the person is like. James, yeah. Woods. James Woods happens to be in one of my favourite movies of all time. I really like James Woods as an actor. I do not yeah. like James Woods as a human being. He voices a character in my favourite Disney movie as well. So, you know. He does, does he? Hades and Hercules. He does. He does, yes. see? People um, like James Woods. 
performances. But just the fact that, like, you know, the things he does believe and follow and spout in his real life. Yeah, he's and nonsense. Then, and, it, he's, and then, in, no, but then in this movie to be playing a domestic I, terrorist. I he's I mean. literally playing himself at some point. If, he, if James Woods was in a political position of power, which he isn't, and he isn't Could going to Could you see him be, doing something like this? It feels so very similar to something he would actually probably do. Yeah, and not out of some sentimental revenge no. for his child, just out of far-right crazy conspiracies. Out of the same guy that the, 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 the guy with the moustache and the tattoos was doing it for. Yes, yes. Ruining the good name of moustaches. Well, I don't know why people like to do it. Do you remember in... In, in Black Klansmen, all the Klansmen had moustaches, ruining yeah. the name of moustaches. I don't care for it. Moustaches should only be worn. Moustaches should not allow by to be worn men. By, by dishonourable people. They should not allow <laughs> to be worn. Most famously, of course, nobody can wear Charlie Chaplin moustaches anymore. No. Which is the most famous instance of... Ruining the moustache. Definitely. Very Morons sad. who ruin the moustache. I don't like it, you know. I don't like it. We should make a moustache hall of fame for the ones who've ruined it. We should not make it. No, that's not a moustache <laughs> hall of fame, then, is it? That's a moustache A moustache hall of shame. <laughs> we should make a moustache hall of shame. I don't even want to call show. it the hall of shame. I want to call it the pit of hell. Okay. Because they all belong in hell. If hell exists. In, if hell exists in the sense that hell is evil and not hell exists in the sense that hell's just where the people who like the sort of stuff that goes on in hell go. <laughs> That's always been my favourite determination of heaven and hell is from the first season of Blackadder um, where he's, uh, it's in the, the episode where he becomes an archbishop. This has got nothing to do with what we're talking about today. <laughs> Heaven is for the people that like the sort of stuff that goes on in heaven. Choir singing, potting plants, walking around, God, that sort of stuff. Hell is for the, is for the kind of people that like the sort of stuff that goes on in hell. Torture. I think he says, like, adultery, pillage. And the guy's really excited about going to hell then, so it's fun. Because it sounds so much more yeah. fun. <laughs> Rock music, so for example. That one, you know, that sort of stuff. So um, that's where all the bad... The that's, where all the bad that's where all the bad moustaches go. are going. No, the bad moustaches people are going to the actual bad hell. As in fiery pits, burning, that sort of stuff. Die. Okay, fair enough. Not the fun type hell. Okay. No. So, <laughs> to end, to end. <laughs> this conversation, um, yeah, I think I definitely prefer White House Down. Uh, I do like the kind of lighter tone. There's a bit more comedic moments. Um, I liked the concept of the terrorist. I thought that was actually really smart. Yeah, very smart. Um, I think I liked the cast better. And it did really harken back to those early action vibes of like the Bruce Willis, the Arnold, yeah, it the did. Stallone type, you know, 90s, early 2000s action movies that I absolutely love. You, you could know? 100% see Arnold in that movie. Yes. So um, those movies are always so much fun. So that definitely gave me that vibe from White House Down. So I think that's why I prefer it. Yeah. Um, 
but Olympus Has Fallen is great too. If you want something that's more serious, if you're kind of into like gory, intense kind of action. If you're in it, I'd say if you're in it for the kind of, if you're in it for the entertainment of watching a movie, watch White House Down. If you're in it because you like real physical gritty violence, action. gritty, yeah, if, gritty if, action, exactly. Watch Watch Olympus Has Fallen. If you are a diehard action fan, you'd probably have a better time with Olympus Has Fallen. But if you like a nice, easy watching movie that at times feels kind of real and scary, times, yeah, watch White House Down. But it's completely the opposite in some ways, which is, isn't what I was expecting, expecting going in. You expected them to be totally kind of wholly the same. I was expecting <laughs> The way them, they were kind of described to you. I was expecting them to be painfully similar. Yeah. Painfully similar. And in some ways they are, and in some plot beats they are, and the fact that there are certain character... The character tropes and character archetypes are basically the same in each movie. Like, even down to the man on the inside who turns into a traitor. Yeah. White House Down happens to have two of them. Yeah. But Olympus Has Fallen also has one. Um, so it's very, very similar in that sense. But they are significantly different in tone and significantly different in style. Yeah. Which helps the kind of... Helps you to be able to watch both of them. And not feel like, oh my god, how did they make two of the exact same movie in the same summer? Yeah. You know, how <laughs> how did this happen? Because they might have the exact same premise pretty much. Or in fact, they do have the exact same premise. But they are very, very different movies when you when you watch them. When you when really kind of break them. them down like, like we just did. Exactly, they are. <laughs> they are. But yeah, Olympus Has Fallen... If you're into seriously well, kind of choreographed, hand-to-hand kind of action, gore, brutal, that sort of stuff, um, you'll have a blast with it. You, you'll you have an absolute blast with it. White House Down is a Roland Emmerich movie. So if you want wacky over-dramatisation and uh, perfectly predictable emotional beats... There is nothing surprising no. about Richard Jenkins, okay, but that's a story point. But in terms of what's going on as you're watching the movie, there's How nothing... How people are going to feel and what they're going to do, it's pretty pretty. There's nothing surprising. <laughs> but yeah. that's what you want in a movie like that. Definitely. So yeah, I would agree. Plenty to like and appreciate about Olympus Has Fallen... And it's tough to say that it hasn't been the more successful movie because it spawned a trilogy. It has. But maybe that's just Gerard Butler and his ability to want to, you know, have a career. I don't know. Um, but White House Down is, for my money, a better movie. Agreed. Okay. Yay. Yay. Are we going to call it there, Janine? I think we're definitely going to call it there. Well, hasn't this been fun? <laughs> yes. Presidential movies are over, Janine. Yes. No more presidents. So what do we have happening next week, Morgan? Very exciting. <sighs> next week is episode 100. 
of Morgan hasn't seen. We are going to be taking a nostalgic look back at all the series we've done on this show so far. Going through some of our favourites, some of the forgotten favourites, maybe some of the underappreciated ones, some of the not-so-good ones, a couple of the worst ones we've done as well. But we'll be going through series by series, having a nice nostalgia trip of Morgan hasn't seen. I'm sure it will be a very, very silly, fun time. We don't know how long it's going to go. It's probably going to be an extra specially long episode, isn't it? Because why shouldn't a 100th episode spectacular be that? Exactly. It should be. I'm really excited to take a look back at everything. 22 series we've covered on this show. So I'm really excited to look back at what we have done. All the way from past. <laughs> early MCU to presidential yes. movies. How this show has started, like, all of that really really excited to go down memory lane with you morgan yeah we'll get into some morgan hasn't seen stories and that yes. sort of stuff it will be a very different episode of yes. morgan hasn't seen because frankly we won't be talking about any movies that i haven't seen no. we will in fact be talking about movies that i entirely have seen yes because we've done them on the show that's what that's what the show is but it will be very very fun please keep an eye out for that guys and um you know if you want to kind of share around and that it'll be that we kind of we would appreciate that sort of stuff no nobody's forcing anybody to do anything nobody's being tough and assertive like aaron eckhart i'm more being like (laughs) you know if, if you, you want like. to, if you would like to. If you want to, leave a voice message and tell us yeah. uh, a movie we've covered on the show that you love or an episode that you enjoyed. Your favourite series that we've done. Yeah. Even what you'd like to see us do in the future. If if you know that I haven't seen it, and maybe you do know that I haven't seen it. I, I still haven't seen a great many things, Janine. You haven't. I haven't. It ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Morgan hasn't seen, I can tell you that. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be so great next week. But I'm very glad about this presidential movie series. There's been such variety (laughs) in the presidential movie series. Um, I think I'll leave me telling what my favourite one of the series has been overall until next episode, because that's what we've kind of been doing anyway. Yes, that's what this episode's going to be. The 100th episode, we're going to kind of pick our favourite movie from every series we've done and break it down among other things so yeah it'll be a really really fun chat do we get drunk i think maybe we, we could do that we could do that it'd <laughs> probably turn out ridiculous i'll be slurring my words and nobody wants that i think they kind of do people can't tell what i say in the first place i hope they can i hope people can tell what i say i try i try very hard um but thanks guys Thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. At the end of another series, our 22nd series of Morgan Hasn't Seen as well. Presidential movies. What were they, Janine? They were Dave from 1993. First kid kid with Sinbad. We had uh, Wag the Dog. The American president. The American president, Michael Douglas. And these two two. that we've talked about today. (laughs) A really great variety of presidential movies. 
I would actually recommend them all, if you haven't seen them, to be honest with you. Yes, even you, first kid. Even you. (laughs) Even you. Um, Yeah, but thanks, guys. This has been fun, Janine. Yes, definitely. But this is not the only show that you can find on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Of course, we have Machine Mondays with me, Jenny the Machine, every Monday, breaking down all the schmodown goodness. I'll be talking all about the draft with a special guest. So check that out. Yes. Like we'll have, I did this past yes, Monday. Yes, that has come out. That, that's, that's out. <laughs> that, Go and listen yes. to it. That's out. <laughs> Behind the curtain, guys. Um, uh, Yeah, check that out. Um, And we also have the, the main, main show. show. It's a wonderful podcast every Friday. Yeah. Morgan is the constant host over there. I switch off hosting duties every other week with the great Nolan Dean. We give love to those classic movies. So please check out all our shows. Where can you find the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed, Morgan? Well, the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed, we have you covered, of course, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the good stuff. You can find the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed everywhere podcasts are found. That is Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and everywhere else. Because we're everywhere. I just like saying the word everywhere. It sounds good when you say everywhere. It does. Even when my voice sounds like this. Um, Or just on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One for all the updates. There I am on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with the three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. Or on Instagram at Just the Purple Dawn. Check out the YouTube channel as well for all the watch alongs and st- more stuff coming to there. Uh, that will very, very be soon be turning into It's a Wonderful Podcast itself. But uh, as for now, just search my name. That is Morgan Robinson. So it will that will show up. It's going to be the same channel. There ain't going to be any faffing about there, is there, Janine? <laughs> There's no need no. for any sort of please go over here it's going to be the same thing it's going to be the same thing janine all your good stuff is that where you can find me at janine debean on twitter and instagram as i mentioned earlier please check out the it's a wonderful podcast patreon it's a wonderful one on patreon.com just a great way to support morgan and i and all the crazy things we do crazy Um, things yes yeah (laughs) insane things yes like insulting (laughs) joe biden that was unnecessary (laughs) why did i do that I'm so sorry. Yeah, you don't deserve to be. A, I've just I've just spent four years insulting presidents that I'm just not over it yet. I'm sorry. Yeah, apparently not. You're just trying to find whatever you can to just keep it going. Um, <laughs> I don't want. And to. no one's really going to subscribe to. to the Patreon because of that. So <laughs> anyway, there is a Patreon. So yeah. <laughs> and if you want to get any merch for any of our shows or check out any of my artwork, you can find all of that in my T Public shop at G9Design on tpublic.com. Well, there we go. I think there may only be one thing left to do, Janine. I'm sure I've got you to do it in a presidential voice before. So do you want to do it? Ooh, ooh. Do you want to do it in a weird Gerard Butler, half Scottish, half American accent? Oh my gosh, I can't do that. <laughs> I think you probably can. Just think of Shrek, but also like your actual accent. Oh my gosh. Okay, uh, three, two, one. Bye. 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 Bye.
Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-